Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. And welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 78. Today I wanted to give you a little update on my son and his driving. When we went to Florida, I said a few episodes ago, I think it was episode 65, I said I was talking about the importance of um, or my plan of allowing my son to drive as often as I possibly could when he got his learner's permit so that he could become a good driver and I could be in the car with him so that he when he's experiencing many different driving situations and scenarios so that he gains a real depth of experience before he is driving in the car by himself. Where we live, they have their learner's permit for a year. So we have a great opportunity for him to drive and experience hopefully many different driving situations. And so we allowed him to drive two legs of the drive down to Florida. The trip from our house is about a thousand miles and he drove well, I guess he actually drove about three legs. He drove for about a half an hour when we left home before we switched. And then he drove for a while when we got into Georgia. And then he drove again when we got into Florida. And it was, <laughs> I will admit, it was at times a little bit harrowing. Um, <laughs> I said to my husband, after the the leg that my son that our son drove in Georgia when we got out of the car I think to get gas or go to the bathroom or whatever I said oh my gosh I would love a glass of wine right now and he's like what you're stressed because <laughs> I was co-piloting and the that leg right there on the highway was a little bit stressful I will admit but I was also amazed at how quickly he learned and got comfortable and and improved it was so amazing to watch when he did that first leg through Georgia he kept wanting to hug the left side of the lane and I kept saying that's really not a good idea you should try to hug the middle and he said whenever I'm in the middle I feel like I'm too far over on the right so then I would tell him to hug the or get in the middle and then he would drift so far over to the right that his that the tires would be on the white line on the white dotted line. And then I would say, "No, you're hugging the right. You have to get back into the middle." And so 
that was the challenging part for him in that leg through Georgia, driving through Georgia. Plus, it was also challenging because the highway had a 70 mile an hour speed limit. And so the cars, including us, were going at a very high rate of speed. He wasn't speeding, but 70 miles an hour is still fast. So everybody's driving at a high rate of speed. And of course, cars are driving faster than he is. And there were trucks on either side of him, big tractor trailers. There was traffic. Uh, that happened in Georgia and Florida. And by the time he had that second leg in Florida, or that next leg in Florida, he was already doing better. I didn't have to tell him as much to stay in the middle of the lane. And he actually decided that he wanted to drive the rest of the way to our condo. So even after we got off of the exit or off of the highway, it was by that time it was already nighttime. So now he's driving in dark darkness and we had the map. So I was navigating for him and telling him where to turn. And I could tell that he was a little bit nervous because he, you know, when I said at the next road, you know, in one mile, you have to turn right. Okay, in a half a mile, you have to turn right. And he would say, is it coming up yet? Is it that road? No, you still have a little ways to go. Okay, at the next light, you're going to need to turn right. So at times he would get a little bit, I could tell he was getting a little bit stressed um, trying to drive where he didn't know where the turn was coming up. And I think that can happen to any of us. So I wasn't really surprised, but he was very careful. He drove very slowly and he did a great job. And then here's the other part of the episode that I wanted to share. We made the decision to allow him to fly home two days early from our vacation. And this was a big step for us as parents and a big step for him as a teenager. He has had hardly any time at home between his um, volleyball tournament in Phoenix and then he came home. We got home. He was home for a week and then he had to, he had a volleyball camp, like a sleepaway volleyball camp at a college. And then literally we picked him up at four o'clock that afternoon and then turned around, basically did a U-turn and started driving to Florida. And so he wasn't home f very much for most, most of three weeks. And he really was missing his friends and missing his girlfriend and really, really wanted to go home. Like he was miserable, really miserable. And so we, my husband and I talked about it to each other. Then we talked about it with him and we talked about, you know, we made a, we, we, I reached out to his friend's moms to see if it would be okay for the, him to stay with them until we got back a couple days later. And so we were able to work something out. And so we sent him home on a plane until we got there a couple days later. And this was a big, big, big step, I think, for an older teenager. He's 16 now. I feel like he's growing up literally before my eyes. It's like a time warp. Um, I did not, I did not 
fly on a plane by myself as a 16 year old. So he's having experiences that I never even had at his age, which I think is pretty cool for him. So this kind of talks of this kind of goes back to what I was talking about in episode 65, that fine line between holding on and letting go of our teens. I would have preferred that he stay with us and finish out the vacation and do the drive home with us. But I knew the car was pretty packed with all of us in it and my mother-in-law was with us and I knew it wasn't going to be that much fun for him because honestly it wasn't that much fun for any of us to be stuffed in the car for all those hours, a thousand miles. It was actually probably more like 1100 miles. So I knew it wasn't going to be that much fun for him and I also, I mean, I think the big reason that that we decided to let him come home early is because his sport, his chosen sport, had taken up so much of his time over this past month. And so, back to the driving, we, we, I actually took the kids, my three kids, to Disney World, to Magic Kingdom, and his flight was going to be that evening leaving out of Orlando. And so we went to, we left for Disney early in the morning. All the kids slept in the car and I drove. And then we left late afternoon to drop him off at the airport. And then the other two kids and myself, we went back to Magic Kingdom until it closed. And so I let him drive from from Magic Kingdom to the Orlando airport. And it just so happened that in that half hour drive, a torrential monsoon came upon us. So now he's driving on a highway with a time constraint in heavy traffic with monsoon torrential downpours. And I thought, wow, he's getting a year's worth of experience in the first two weeks of his driving. It's amazing. And he did so well. And by that driving trip, which was, you know, maybe five days after our arrival or four days after our arrival. I never once had to tell him to get into the middle of the lane. He stopped hugging the left and the right. He drove right down the center. He didn't tailgate anyone. He didn't speed. He was very careful, especially in the rain. The one thing that he did learn is when we got off the highway and we were at a red light, he was the first one at the red light who could take off you know he was in the first in line and when the light turned green he tried to take off with the same amount of uh, acceleration that you would on a dry road and the tires spun and didn't go anywhere and he was kind of like huh and I said oh well you can't step on the gas as hard or as forcefully in the pouring down rain as you can in dry weather because the tires won't grip the ground. So you kind of have to roll forward before you really step on the gas. And so by the next red light that we had to stop at, he ha- did a nice soft gentle rolling forward to take off from the light and didn't spin his wheels at all. So it was really really cool and he's had a lot of really big growing up experiences over these past couple of weeks and it's been incredible to watch it all unfold before my eyes. So if you have teenagers who are growing up before your eyes, I have the utmost empathy for you because I am literally living it. 
I feel like in a cartoon, you know how they're walking along and they step on a banana peel and life slips out from under them? That's kind of what I feel like. I feel like suddenly he hit 16 and now he's going on 27. I mean, what the heck is happening here? So, if you want to talk to me about your teenagers, I am more than happy to have a chat with you. Having teens is certainly an adventure, but I meet many people who dread the teen years and who resist them and who fear them. And I think that's one of the worst things that we can do. If we can embrace them and open our arms wide to them and work to maintain a connection to our kids and share our excitement for them growing instead of, ugh, you're a teenager now. I hope you're not going to be one of those kind of teenagers. If we can avoid that kind of stuff and just be as excited about them growing up as they probably are, it goes so far in keeping your relationship with them strong and healthy and fulfilling for both of you. So, if you know anybody who could use this episode, please share it with them. And if you have any comments, I'd love to hear them. And wherever you are in this world, I hope that you make it a fabulous day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.